remember trying to talk to you in high school Couldn't even get a look cause you were too cool But now we're older and we're playing by the new rules We lived and learned Cause it's Hello again everybody and welcome back to Random Discard Episode number 109 You have not missed the other 108 episodes of this show as we used to have a different name So I guess for now we'll just co-brand So it is card advantage slash random discard or a random card advantage discard actually now that i think about it there's some discarding and card advantage we're going to have to talk about tonight so that's totally random discard advantage random discard advantage Ooh, i like that that's pretty good i am clues one of your faithful hosts and joining me as always is rich rich how are you tonight i'm doing well thank you that is good to hear that is good to hear happy saint patrick's day to you sir and to you as well. As we are recording here on the 17th of March, so uh, hopefully everyone is out celebrating responsibly. You know, for me, I cannot imagine actually going to a bar on purpose tonight, because that's just a bad idea. This is when... Super packed. Yeah, it's when all of the folks, uh, like everywhere, decided, hey, wouldn't it be great to go pretend that we're Irish and go to a bar? That'll be awesome. And, and then DUI patrol is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm not saying that's a bad thing. <clears throat> no, safe. certainly not. I want people so, to be safe. Take a cab. Take an Uber. Take a be, lift. I don't I don't know. But. Be very conscious on how much you're drinking, because like, for me, I, a night like this, I would drink much less than I normally would at a bar. Yeah, because you're getting pulled over and breathalyzed. Yeah, that's it's, happening. Not, it's not worth it. Yeah, so there it is. Anyway, we had a topic that we were going to talk about tonight. That was it's, it's a great topic, and we are going to talk about it, and that's the reserved list. But we're not going to do that tonight. And the reason we're not going to do that tonight, I blame Wizards. I blame Wizards entirely, 100%. Watsy, this is your fault. You brought this upon yourselves. It's fair. Because have you seen these cards for Shadows Over Innistrad? Good God. I know. It's amazing. I mean, we've kind of gotten away in the last couple of sets of doing full-blown, hey, let's talk about the new set before it actually happens shows, uh, but this one's too cool. Way too cool. Uh, the first thing I want to ask about before we even get to any of the cards, I mean, I know both you and I are very excited for Shadows Over Innistrad because we love Innistrad as a plane. It's, one of the best, yeah, it was great. It's spectacular. I mean, Innistrad itself was the first set that was a top-down design that, you know, they really incorporated the flavor and the storyline into the cards and into the set from the get-go. Going back to it, they're just doing, they're just taking all of that and they're just amping it up just a little bit. And uh, I, I, I really love everything that they've done. Uh, let me ask this. Like a week ago, they did some things at some GPs as like, uh, not really spoilers, but ways to announce and hype the set. And I don't know if you were, you were paying attention to this, but they had, uh, GP, uh, Detroit, uh, GP, oof, I can't remember where, someplace in Australia and someplace in Europe. I want to say there were, there were three simultaneous GPs. And at each of them, they had these escape rooms. Did you hear about these? I have not heard about the escape room. Okay, so here was the idea. They they had three different scenes essentially set up. They were like little little vignettes, little stories that went on. And uh you and a group of friends would go into them and they close the door and then you had to figure out clues in the room to be able to quote unquote escape from the room. And it was their way of spoiling some of or excuse me, of previewing some of the cards in the upcoming set. And was so that they, kinda like those puzzle rooms that like I 
companies do for like team builders and stuff. Exactly, exactly. And they were all themed to places on Innistrad. So like one was a cathedral, uh, one was Markov Manor, uh, one I think may have been a Stitcher's Laboratory. Markov Manor, it's like my home. Yeah, well, it was not in good shape because... It's where I belong. It was kind of somebody pissed off who did some awful things to Markov Manor. More on her later, I, I promise more later. But anyway... Uh, they did these. They were these big, elaborate, fully, like, realized set pieces that they built at the GPs that people could go and uh, wander through. And so they just pulled out all the stops on trying to uh, uh, make people hyped about the set. And the other thing that they did is at GP Detroit, they had uh, Christine Sprankel, the cosplayer, uh, there as Avison, And then partway through the GP, she switched over to the other Avison. And that's when that card was announced at, at that event. And so uh, they made a really big deal out of all of this. It wasn't just, hey, we're going to give a random card to a website who's not card or to a podcast who's not card advantage. Uh, they did plenty of that, too. But that came later. Uh, but to kick things off, to really just, you know, amp it all up, they did this. And since you since you hadn't seen them, I guess I can't really ask your opinion on them. But I, I didn't get to see any in person. But I can say that I love the idea. I absolutely love the idea of trying to get people more directly into the storyline. So, there's that. Oh, do you know much about the storyline coming up? Is uh, Avison bad? Yeah, okay, so I know bits and pieces. They ha there have been a couple of stories already on the Mothership. You know, they do the, the like short story once a week, and there have been two, two or three of them so far. And we're going to do, uh, dear listeners, we're going to do a full-fledged uh, uh, second installment of Innistrad Flavorcast once uh, the set is fully out and all the stories are out. We didn't really do justice to Innistrad the first time we did one of those, so we'll try and revisit some of the threads uh, from the original. But uh, a while back, I had predicted, and I can't remember if it was on this show or if it was on Monday Night Magic, I had predicted that what I wanted Shadows of Innistrad to be, what I wanted the big evil to be, is that Avison realized that the only way to keep everything safe was to rule with an iron fist. And it's not quite that. It's it's a little bit related to that. So uh, Avison snapped. Okay, she's gone, gone full-on crazy. She's hearing voices. Uh, the voices that she's hearing maybe as a result... So I'm just going to fill you in real quick here, Rich, on, on what I know from the storyline. Uh, she may be hearing these voices because of what Nahiri is on the plane doing, because Nahiri has come to the plane, because she's looking for Soren, and oh god, is she pissed, like, like, proper pissed, like, reckon everything pissed. And Soren, what did, what did he do? He's like an angel. Uh, well, yeah, but he wasn't really there for, for Zendikar when the Eldrazi came back, and I think she's... Well, he tried... She wasn't there to help him. Yeah, but she doesn't know that, right? She doesn't know that he was looking for her and looking for Ugin, so I think there's... I think there are some wires crossed here. I think this is one of those big at the and end of the day... And if she needs to blame anybody... I believe Nyssa is plenty of plain view to get blamed. Oh, yeah, well, that's absolutely... Unless they retcon that, too. Uh, but... Uh, we, we don't know too much about what Nahiri is doing yet, and we don't know too much about her motivations and what's going on, because the stories that we've seen haven't, haven't dealt with her. We've just seen how she's wrecked the crap out of Markov Manor, because that's what's behind her in that artwork. We'll get to that later. Man, there's, there's just so much. I'm just bubbling over with excitement. Anyway, uh, Avison has gone nuts. 
And she's decided that uh, for all these decades, they have been uh, fighting against the monsters of Innistrad because they bring about disorder, chaos, and violence. And she's realized, hey, you, you know what human beings do? Uh, they bring about uh, uh, violence and disorder and chaos. So why don't we wipe them out, too? And then it'll just be the angels and everything will be fine. And so, so she, reasonable. Very, she has turned on the humans. Yeah, it's, it's really Ultronish. It is a bit Ultronish. Yes, that is true. Uh, so that's that's kind of the basic storyline. Um, Jace has shown up, by the way. Uh, and he went to find Liliana to try and get Liliana to help him find Soren because, uh, he's looking to, well, I, I'm not really clear what he's looking to do other than shirk his duties as the guild pact, but, um, I can't overemphasize my, oh, <laughs> oh, that is, that is perfectly fair. Uh, so storyline wise, uh, you know, Innistrad is, and, and again, we're going to do a full blown story episode at some point, but that's just kind of a quick, like two minute overview of, and don't write in and tell me that wasn't two minutes. Cause I know it was longer than that, but I'm, I'm an astronomer. Two minutes and five minutes are basically the same number. Uh, so that's, that's just fine. Anyway, if you get a chance, do read the stories, uh, on the mothership. They're pretty good this time around. They seem to be a little longer, uh, in particular, the Avison one, which is, uh, God, what is that called? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll think of it eventually, but uh, they seem to be a bit longer and more in-depth, um, so I do recommend them. They've been good so far. Is it Age of Avison? Because then that's just blatant rip <laughs> No, and I gotta admit, y you saying that, that's the first time I've heard someone suggest, wow, that really sounds like Ultron. Uh, where I think it differs is there is some external influence, because she's hearing voices, uh, possibly from the moon, which wouldn't be surprising since the next set is called Eldritch Moon, um, which, yeah, we should probably talk about that name at some point. Not well, not a fan. Now, I guess, yeah, when we get to that point, like, because I know she draw, they draw a lot of their power from the moon because it's, like, pr pretty much made of silver. Right, yeah. Um, and I was wondering, did Soren create the moon, too? Uh, I doubt it. He may have just tapped into it as an energy source. That's, that's a little So unclear. do we get a moon land card? Ooh, that would be interesting. Tap it, bring any sword from outside the game into play. Ooh. I like that card. Yeah, that's that sounds like it might be a little OP, though. Let's make you pay a mana and tap it. How about that? Fine. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Pay pay one silver-bordered card and tap it, and that'll, that'll be silver. Anyway, so there are some interesting things that we've seen. The, the whole set is not yet uh, previewed, so we have not seen all of it as, as of this recording, but we are like a week deep into proper previews, so a lot of the cards have been shown, and a lot of the cards are looking really good. I mean, they... They basically just said, you know, here you go. Here's four aces. Bam. Look at that. Because we've already seen four, four Planeswalkers for this set. And I was looking back, and that is a little uncommon uh, to have four in a set. It, it's hard to say because this is the second time they've done a two-set block. Yeah, so I don't know if this is going to be the new normal, but I mean, okay, so we had the original Lorwyn block, and in Lorwyn, there were five Planeswalkers in that set. They didn't do again, anything, but there were again, five. One, they were rare, which they didn't have Mythics yet. Two, they were... Lorwyn well, was also wait, I, a weird I, block, too. I thought that in Lorwyn, they were Mythic. I thought they were introduced as Mythic. They were the first Mythics. No, fact. no, they were rare. Mythics wasn't induced till Shards. Ah, okay, okay. Oh, you're right, you're right. You're absolutely right. 
but then when we went to Shards of Alara, we had four in that set. But since then, the normal mode of operations is in an expansion, not a core set, because, I mean, core sets were kind of a different thing. You would have uh, three or two, uh, but, you know, fours, fours really getting up there. But now that we have this new regime, this new uh, uh, set mechanism, the set structure, uh, four might be the way it happens. Four and two, and, if we go big little. I don't because sometimes they do three one one two two one. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes three two one. I don't know. It all depends on how many planeswalkers they wanted in, the, in that block. Yeah. But normally three was pretty common for the large set, and then one for ones are were in the small set. And if they did more than one big set, the second big set would have about two, I think. Yeah. Although in the core sets, they would sometimes have four or five, uh, depending on. Um, didn't they do six for, um, Origins, not Origins, um, the one with, um, Garrick? Uh, the, the 2015 core set that had yeah, Apex they had Predator? One, they had one of each color, then they had Apex Predator. Uh, well, no, in that, if, if my notes are correct, they had a Johnny Steadfast, Garrick Apex Predator, Jace the Living Guild Pack, and, uh, Nissa World Waker. That was still only four. Nope, they had, there was definitely a red and a black. There was a Liliana and a Chandra. Were there? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh no, no, no! You're right. I think my notes just have the when new ones were introduced because those were reprints. You're you're absolutely right. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that was when Liliana Vess was came back into play. Right, because we all think that it was supposed to be uh, Liliana of the Veil, but they decided in playtesting way that's that's way too good. We can't do. It. Yeah, we're never putting that in standard again. Yeah, sorry. Instead, we'll just give you hundred dollar Jaces. That'll be fine. Absolutely fine. So hey, let's talk about. The four planeswalkers we've seen, and I don't, I don't know which one you want to start with. I can't possibly imagine which one you want to start with. How about we, how about we start with Soren? Uh, you know, I'm shocked, but okay, sure. If that's the direction you want to go. All right, so we have Soren Grim Nemesis. Love the name. Good name. He's four white black because he will always cost white. I think now. I think it is just established. He is a white black planeswalker. Okay, sure. So, so he's four white black, so he costs six, which is how much his first version cost, except that was three black. Yeah. He comes in with six loyalty counters, which is a lot. That's a lot of loyalty. And then he has the plus one, which is 100% worth six mana for every turn forever. Oh, yeah. It's plus one, reveal the top card of your library, and put that card into your hand. Each opponent loses life equal to its converted mana cost. Holy crap if i can just say that that's good god oops i got a land oh well it goes to my hand anyways yeah or or oops that's emra cool i good game bro uh wait way to be Rough, uh progenitus rough life yeah i mean good god it's like okay we we were sitting around and said you know what was a really good card you know what people really like dark confidant that was a great card i wonder if we can put that as a planeswalker ability uh, but what if we made it, what if we made it all upside? How about that? Could we do that? And the answer is yes. Yes, we can do that. And just make, just make it cost six. And there, we'll just make it cost six and let you do it every turn until someone tries to take care of it. So, okay. Which all brings right. him to seven. It just brings him to seven. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is, this, this ability is really, really good. It's so good. I think they could have made that a minus one and it would have been okay. Oh, I would have paid the minus one. Yeah, I would too. I would totally run that card as a minus one ability. So, and then the next one's minus X, which I normally don't like minus X's on Planeswalkers, but sure. it's 
Minus X, Soren, Grim Nemesis, deals X damage to target creature or planeswalker. You gain X life. Can't hit. Now, when they say planeswalker, I think that's unfair because technically your opponent's a planeswalker. Yeah, okay. It should say planeswalker card, but uh, yeah, that's what it means. You, you can't do, uh, do it to your opponent. No, I know what it means. And I, I mean, I don't think it, the ruling needs to be clarified, but I can also see the argument going, technically he's a. Yeah. Um, this one's all right. Uh, it's nice because if you really need to get, like, you really need the six health or you really need to get rid of something. I mean, you could, even if you just brought it down to one, five is a lot of damage. Yeah, it's a way to protect him, right? If, if your opponent has a threat that you're not going to be able to block, that, you know, let's say you've got three creatures, they've got four, you can go, you know what, that thing right there, screw that thing specifically, right there. And so I like it. I mean, it's, it's a very black ability because it, you know, uh, all of his abilities are black though. Like he's got white in his cost, but none of them really scream white. Uh, I guess the next one. Was, yeah, I was gonna say. I, th- I think the next one does a bit. I mean, the the gaining life off of destroying a creature. It's kind of like you're munching on it. There, are, there are black abilities that do that. Uh, but yeah. still, you're gaining life, so it's kind of a white ability, maybe. I mean, Soren does straddle this line between white and black. But you know, flavorfully, so far, I'm inclined to agree with you. you could probably have gotten away. With making this a completely black planeswalker. But I like giving him the white because it okay. kind of shows you who he is. Yeah. And every card since um, Markov has been white black, so that's right. Fine. Right. Um, his ultimate ability, which <laughs> I go back and forth on, but for the most part, I think it's just so stupid. <laughs> Minus nine, which is a hefty, hefty. It, it's pretty number. big. Yeah. Put a number of one one black vampire knight. Creature tokens with lifelink onto the battlefield equal to the highest life total among all players. Wow. So, okay, you're out. You're the low, you have the lowest life, but someone has the highest life. Looks like next turn you gain that life. Yeah, you're playing a game of commander and that bastard over there is still at like 40. Congratulations. 40 vampire knight creature tokens with lifelink. They're at a thousand life or whatever, you know, infinite life group they have. <laughs> I can say whatever dumb life. Yeah. So did you. Yeah, look at that. And that's a lot of creatures because you can just end everyone pretty much. Yeah, I mean, this I is... Don't, I don't... One, they don't have haste, which I kind of understand. Yeah, and they don't have flying. They're just normal... They don't. I thought they had flying. Uh, nope. Nope, you're right. They don't have flying. Just lifelink. Oh, so, there's that, but... And then, I mean, they like Curse of Death's Hold or something. They just die to. There's just a little bit too weak for me. But I get the sheer number you get's huge. Yeah. But it, also, I mean, like, just uh, whatever board wipe that's you know current will just get rid of them too. So it's, yeah, that's probably going to happen. So you definitely now, want... if they gave it like something like if they are white black vampire knights, mm-hmm. I think it would be a little bit better because then they dodge like mass calcify. Okay, that's fair. So I don't know. Just I don't know. There's a few things I like about it, but overall, I mean, it's a good ability. I don't, I understand he's, it costs nine strictly because he starts at six. Yeah. But I think it's, a, I think it's a hefty cost for, all right, minus nine, Soren's at one. So you put a lot of work getting him to 10. Yeah, you and do. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, you know, Curse of Death's Hold, Day of Judgment. Um, what's the one that gives everything with the same name minus something? Yeah, I can't remember its name, but yeah. So I think it's something blight. Yeah, you know, we never want to judge a Planeswalker solely on its ultimate ability. But no, at the cause... same time, you really want ultimate abilities to do really something crazy. This is pretty crazy, but I don't think that it's always going to be just a game winner. Now, personally, give me uh, Solemn Visitor's ult. I'd be super happy. 
Uh, Solemn Visitor's Alt. Uh, you get an emblem at the beginning of each opponent's upkeep that player sacrifices a creature. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You can have it, I mean, it's minus six on Visitor, but have it cost minus nine. I'd be fine with that. Maybe someday we should do an episode where we mix and match Planeswalkers. Yes, take, we should. You take one Planeswalker, look at all of their existing cards, and cobble together them. Yeah, I like Sounds this. Great. We should do that. I like that. Yeah. So, we, but that's Soren Grim Nemesis. I, I was wondering, Grim Nemesis, I wonder, is he grim because he has to take that, take down his creation? Uh, yeah, we'll get to that again a little bit later on in the show. Uh, I think he's grim for a number of reasons. I mean, uh, the plane is not in a great place right now, right? It's, uh, bad things are occurring. The thing that's supposed to be protecting the plane is now kind of wrecking the place. Uh, there's Nahiri who's there who's wrecking the place. Uh, his family hates him because, you know, he, created the protector that's now wrecking the place. So, I mean, you know, Soren's not a happy camper. He's, I get that. He's having a very bad Wednesday, I'd say. It feels, this feels like a Wednesday <laughs> um, but that's just because I had a really rough Wednesday this week, but these things happen. Uh, but no, I like this card a lot. I think it's an, an interesting design. Uh, I think it's a nice twist on some abilities we've seen before. Uh, he's kind of flexible. He, he does several, even if the only thing you ever do with this card is the plus one, which, by the way, I think is most of what you're going to do with this card. It yeah. is worth it. Totally worth it. His abilities feel like Soren, though. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Like, if you look at all the abilities he's had and, like, the concept of what you know about him, he's a vamp, you know, very powerful vampire. Mm-hmm. His abilities feel like that. You know, he could summon vampire knights. He can hurt you a lot. He can steal life from things. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, I think it feels like Soren. Uh, the artwork on the card, I'm going to say, is okay. It's not the best Soren artwork. No. It's better than Solemn Visitor's artwork. Yeah, I still think that the Soren Markov, the original Soren, I think he had the best artwork. It's good. Um, uh, Lord of Innistrad just looked too much like John Travolta tastes. I know, but Lord of Innistrad, the one they did with him versus Tybalt, I think is really good. Because the way he's facing with his blade. Sure. So, I don't know. But yeah, Markov is probably the best. Well, that's Soren. Uh, Grim Nemesis. Like him a lot. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about a card here for a minute. That, well, uh, let's be honest. Right now we're previewing what I think the next dual deck is going to be, which is going to be Sorin versus Nih- Nahiri, I think. Awesome. Maybe, maybe not, but I think it would be a really cool thing. But let's talk. I, if they did it, that'd be a huge fail. <laughs> it, it would be. It would be. Uh, Nahiri the Harbinger. O-M-G. O-M-G. That's actually the full name. The, the O-M-Gs are in there because, wow. Oh, God, I love this thing so much. Okay, so Nahiri the Harbinger. She costs two, a red, and a white. Total of four mana. She comes in with four loyalty. She has the following abilities. That's right, she's Boros, by the way, red-white. Plus two. Plus two. You may discard a card. If you do, draw a card. Stupid, shouldn't be on a card. No, 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 that's red looting. That is perfectly valid. Perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. I don't like non-blue, non-black people drawing cards. Hey, but look, we have to throw one away first, and it has to be one that we already have, not the one that we drew. We have limited choices. This is this is fine, okay? I'm okay with this. It's definitely a red ability. I I don't like it's plus two. Minus two. Exile target enchantment, tapped artifact, or tapped creature. That's an awesome ability. I, I like it a lot, but I feel like they went a little too far with the restrictions. Okay. I, I, it's, this is a very white thing to do, exiling stuff. I like that a lot. 
Making you exile a tapped creature. I like that a lot, actually. That seems pretty flavorful. Oh, you attacked me? Yeah, we're going to go ahead and just exile that thing. Tapped artifact. It's the tapped artifact part that I have a problem with. It makes it so you can't get rid of equipment, because even though people often take their equipment that's on a creature and tap them both when they attack, the equipment doesn't actually tap to do that. I will give you the tapped artifact. Yeah, that's the only part of this design that I don't really... But the, th- I mean, that, the thing is, like, it's white. White, do- white does things, but there's a... It's kind of like black. Like, black does everything, but, but it has it's gonna to... it's going to cost you? But it costs you. Yeah. White can do almost everything, but it has to be situational. Yeah, within reason. It's got it's got rules, right? So. Yeah, so which I think fits, because white, you know, white's about laws. Yeah. So it has to break the rule for you to do what you need to do. Right. But I, I do like the ability. I, I think, again, it's it's a nice, interesting design without being... I, like, I think LP. minus two is... I think it should be a minus one, just because of all the restrictions. Oh, now there, I'll get behind that. Yeah, I'd be much, I'd be I mean, much better I don't, with I this. don't like minus one for the creature, but just because of the restrictions on the artifact, I think it would be f- more fair. Yeah, yeah, that that's that seems fair. Uh, then we have our ultimate ability, minus eight. Search your library for an artifact or creature card. Put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. It gains haste. Return it to your hand at the beginning of the next end step. This is really interesting. It's super powerful, but super limited. Yes, it's it's very restrictive. Both the, the minus two and the minus eight ability, they both feel like something that this was not their original form. Like they, they played with them differently. Like, uh, can, I can imagine, and I'm not saying that this is what happened, but I can imagine that the minus two used to just be exile, target, enchantment, artifact, or creature. And then they play tested it and they're like, eh, that's a little too good. Let's slap some restrictions on it. I mean, for only four mana, that's real, it's real cheap. So it'd be able to just gone creature. And I've noticed there are, there is a decent amount of artifact stuff they're doing. And with that ability that generates artifacts, I can see where that'd be a a powerful ability. Yeah. And then if the minus eight originally read that you just looked for it, put it onto the battlefield and we're done, that is probably (laughs) too good. Well, that and it's too blue. Or black. That's what blue or black tend to do with Planeswalker alts. Yeah. It's find something and put it into play or find something and cast it. Right. It doesn't really feel... I like that it's white because if you can find the artifact or creature, mm-hmm. which I like the artifact because it really fits into Nahiri being a litho- the Lithomancer. Right. Um, but the red is that, that you return it. Because that's a lot. Like, that's a phoenix, real Phoenix ability. Sure, yeah. Red, so I think it fits. Uh, and uh, th- something like uh, sneak attack, you can yeah. do those but, sorts of things. But I also like that, you know, it's like, oh, hey, get something that has a really good enter effect. You know, but big enter effect. Okay, you hit something, bring it back. Yeah. Uh, like, like I'm just going to throw as an example. It's an awful example that people will hate me for, but Thrag Tusk. Ooh, the Swag Tusk, yeah. I mean, it's a really good Swag Tusk. That's really good. I mean, that's, I know it's some, th- puts you in Naya colors and whatnot, but like, that's just like, you know, a bonus creature that, okay, five life. Hit them for five, or it dies, and either way, I'm getting an, a beast. Yeah, but no if it doesn't what. die, he com- I get a beast, he comes back to my hand, I can cast him again. Yeah. So on the one hand, it's a restriction because the thing has to come back to your hand, but there are a lot of cards you could go look for where that's actually a bonus. I wish there's a lot of artifact that that's a good bonus, too. And it also makes whatever you go search for dodge remove next turn because it's not out there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I, I, I like this card a lot. I think it's a nice design. I think it's pretty well balanced. It's it's a pretty good blend of red and white. Um, now, 
just before the show, when we were talking about this, uh, you were uh, mentioning you, you found it interesting that they made her red since she was originally a white planeswalker alone. But let's look back to another example of a white planeswalker who became red. A Johnny. A Johnny. And when a Johnny became a Johnny Vengeant, a Johnny was pissed and was breaking stuff. It's true. And he made an awesome planeswalker. And so now here we've taken the original Nahiri, who was okay. You know, she wasn't amazing, uh, but she was good. I thought she was a good. She, I thought she was a great planeswalker. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I mean, but she wasn't. Uh, she wasn't like mind sculptor. She was just solid. That's not a fair analysis. It's not. Uh, and and we just we made her pissed, and now she's breaking things, and we've made her Boros. That's what you so, do. I mean, does that make anybody who gets real pissed be able to be red? Yes. In fact, let's just make all the planeswalkers. Come to think of it, Garrick. Garrick should be red, right? Because, boy, is he pissed. He's also hey. a psychopath, so I guess red-black. Yeah, Rakdos. That makes sense. See? Ta-da! I get that. Except Tybalt. Let's not make him red, because there's no... Oh, he's already red. Yeah, he's... <laughs> do you think we see Tybalt next set? <sighs> you think we do? I think we do. I think we see Tybalt. I, I don't think so, because I think we're going to see Liliana and Tamiya. Ooh. Because Tamiyo's definitely there on the plane. And if it's about the moon, it makes sense for her to be there. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got Tamiyo's journal. Uh, so, yeah, there's there's lots of... Yeah, so that's who I think we see. Coming fair. Out. That's fair. Uh, but, okay, so that is Nahiri. Now... I'll, I'll let you have the good one. I'll take the other. I was going to say, I think we should turn to the blue one next and finish uh, on the other one. Yeah, don't leave a sour taste in their mouth. Exactly. I'll take I'll take the hit for the team. Okay. Because it is blue, and that is my color. Yeah, and it does have, it does, it does things. Hey, Jace is not my guy, so don't, let's not start putting that on me. Sure, okay. I much, much prefer Tezzeret for a blue planeswalker. Oh, that's fair. Uh, we have Jace, Unraveler of Secrets, because he needs another version. That's right, because you know what we don't have? We don't have enough good Jace cards. I don't think we've done that, so let's... So he's, he's three blue blue for five, so that's, they've, I've, I've noticed a lot of one-for-one uh, loyalty counters to mana cost. Yes. yes that's pretty they, rare. We don't see that very often. That seem, Well, it seems to be the direction they're headed. Out of these, that that's I, I think it's fair. Um, he's got a plus one. Yeah. Scry one, then draw a card. Great. Oh, come on. That's really? Supreme. Come on. This is it's so good. I mean, <sighs> it, 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 that is expensive for five, though. So let's Look, be honest. You, you couldn't make that draw a card, then scry one? Come on. No. No, this isn't. What is that card? What card does that? Yeah, it's oh God. It's 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 the one that they use in modern because all the good ones have been banned. Well, yeah, because they can't use p- p- um, ponder and all the good ones. Yeah, um, it's good. Um, I but like for five, but you know, at turn like four, it's great. Five, it's less good. It's still a great ability. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like is breaking at five. No, but in a in a control shell, this is just f- true. Right. I mean, but you know, we've talked about this before. There's a big jump between four and five. Yes, yes, there is. So um, he's got minus two. Yeah. Which I think this is steep, but it's return target creature to its owner's hand. Yeah. Okay. So this is uh, this is a very blue effect. This is something that blue does all the time. It should be minus one. If it's two, you should be able to bounce more than a creature. Yeah. I'm as much as I hate to say this. I think I agree with you. I think minus one might be a little better. Uh, or minus two, and you could bounce target. I don't want to go with permanent because you don't want to maybe maybe non-land permanent. I would go non-land permanent or like creature and artifact or creature and or enchantment. Not and you know or and or. Right. Still so, one thing, but make yeah. it a little less restrictive. Yes. Okay. How about how about the ultimate? 
I want to preface this that I don't agree with this alt. I love the ability it's and going to do. I'm going to preface this with saying I'm going to try not to swear. No promises. The first part is where I have a problem. It's minus eight. You get an emblem. That's my problem. It shouldn't be an emblem. Something this ability should have something you can destroy. Sure. You get an emblem with whenever an opponent casts his or her first spell each turn, counter that spell. Come on. There's a lot. There's stuff that gives this ability, and I agree with that ability. It's a blue ability that people have to work around. But when there is no way to get rid of it, it breaks the symmetry. It's completely game breaking because you get to a point where you have to have mana to cast two spells to cast <laughs> a successful spell or play a spell that can't be countered. So let me let me describe for you how I think this went down. Okay, I'm gonna just picture in your mind's eye. Here's a little a uh, little quick quick uh, one act play for everyone to to just run out in their minds here. So you're in R and D. Okay, and you, you, it's your first day working at Wizards, you're in R&D, and your desk just happens to be a stone's throw from Mark Rosewaters. And one of the other designers comes up and goes, uh, Hey, Mauro, uh, market research seems to show that uh, blue magic players still have friends, and uh, we, we think we should probably go ahead and make a card that just fixes that. Can, can we do that? And Mauro goes, Hmm, what if we gave them an emblem that had whenever an opponent casts his or her first spell each turn, counter that spell? And they go... That's brilliant! Ship it! So, there you go. I think that's how it went down. I think they realized that, uh, we don't, we don't completely hate everyone who plays Jace, so let's, let's do that. I think Jace feels forced in this. I understand he's looking for Liliana to help him find Soren. When he's going to Innistrad, he's probably just going to find Soren. So, whatever. But I know he's probably, look, it's probably one of those things like, I could find Soren, but I could have, have my ex-girlfriend help me find Soren. Yeah, that was actually the story this week, and that didn't go as well as he had hoped, but yeah. Well, it's because I wouldn't want Liliana to be my ex-girlfriend. That sounds terrible. Yeah, that's a bad idea. Lots of poor life decisions were made, if that's what's happened. So. Yeah. Jace is shine. I, I, I don't mean, when this more story comes out, I'll see where he fits, but he seems weird here. Mm -hmm. uh, his card seems fine. It's very generic Jace stuff outside of his ultimate, but at least it does cost eight. I mean, it's yeah. not like it's, it's not like someone's going to let him get there. Here's and if you do, that's your fault. You let him do that. I, here's here's the thing. We're we're coming toward uh, some rotations in the not too distant future, and right now we have a Jace that's like a hundred dollars. Living Gilpack? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Flippy Jace. Oh, Flippy Jace, yeah. Ooh, Flippy Jace. Yeah, Flippy Jace, real good. Uh, they needed, you know, because apparently the unwritten law, there's there's apparently a stone tablet somewhere in Watsi headquarters that says, we must have a standard legal expensive Jace. And so, uh, here we get Jace Unraveler of Secrets. I don't know that he's going to be a $100 Jace, because uh, I don't really see him being good enough for, uh, you know, the the legacy or maybe even modern. But this is a good card. It is. I don't know. But it's still five. And I, so I just don't know how expensive that card will be. I don't because I, I don't know how because I mean, what are the other five costing Jaces well, besides Emo Jace? Which um, he was only used for control mat matchups. Yeah, didn't get really didn't get a lot of play. I mean, he was great in control matchups, but no one really used him outside of that. So I don't know because that five cost I think makes a big deal. Yeah, I, he'd be he'd be a, a, like anything. He'd be better one mana cheaper, but w I think he, then he might be pushing the broken territory. Y yes, I agree. I do. I, I don't think he should cost four, but I think the fact that he doesn't might make a bigger deal than we think. 
Uh, you know, it'll depend on what the format ends up being like. Because Ar- Architect down. of Thought, which is to me outside of Mind Sculptor, is probably the, one of the best chases they've ever printed. Um, at five, he loses a lot of value. Yeah. It's four, that, that four drop value, that's what puts him in like, yes. And I think that's the case for a lot of Planeswalkers. Four drop Planeswalkers are where it's at. Mm-hmm. Segway. Yes, time time for a segue. Let's let's that, leave that, that was flawless, by the way. Let's leave the depressing color. And let's nope. let's instead. First off, this color combination to me is depressing. Oh no, this is a great color combination. This is the second best color mm, I don't know, I like white black. It's maybe the second best color combination in ma- magic. Let's talk about Arlen Cord. So we have a, a new planeswalker, Arlen Cord. Uh, she is a werewolf. She had her own story. So yeah, there have been three stories because there was an Arlen Cord story. Which is uh, amazing. So. I love that they did a werewolf. It's very cool that they did a werewolf. And it's it's also clear to me that they've been setting the stage for this sort of thing to happen for a while now. Because I mean, we had Garrick, uh, that, Garrick Relentless that flipped, but he never flipped back. And we had uh, Huntmaster of the Fells, which was uh, a red-green, not a planeswalker, but damn close to it. You mean... Uh, the Flipmaster of the Fells? Flipmaster of the Fells, who could bounce back and forth, and you got value when that happened. And then we had the Transform Planeswalkers, who were a creature on one side and turned into a Planeswalker on the other side. Now, they didn't change back, but still, Watsi has, has slowly eased us into this idea that maybe you could go to more than one side, and that's okay. And so that's what's happened here. So we have Arlencord, who costs two, a red, and a green, for a three loyalty planeswalker. Now, I know what you're thinking. Okay, four mana for a three loyalty planeswalker. But let's, let's see what tricks Arlen Cord has up her sleeve. Plus one. Until end of turn, up to one target creature gets plus two, plus two, and gains vigilance and haste. Why vigilance? Red and green have nothing to do with vigilance. Ever. Anywhere. This is garbage. Why vigilance? That's, that's an excellent point. Uh, the haste, I'm with them. The plus two, haste? plus two, I'm with them. Of all the colors that give haste, green and green and red give the most. I'll tell you why I suspect they gave it vigilance. To give Arlen Cord a way to protect herself. That is dumb. That's eh, possible. I'm what? not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying it's dumb. Let's see what else she's got. Zero. That's right. She has a zero loyalty ability. Put a 2-2 green wolf creature token onto the battlefield, transform Arlen Cord. So she gets a blocker, and you flip her over. Now, unlike... See, she doesn't need vigilance anymore. Dumb. Yeah, that's that's kind of fair. Uh, unlike the uh, transform planeswalkers, she doesn't exile herself and then return transformed, so she keeps her loyalty counters, so everything is fine there. So we'll flip her over, now she has a buddy. So on the back side... She goes and becomes Arlen, embraced by the moon. And Which is she... werewolf. And both sides of her art is phenomenal. Yeah, oh, hey, we didn't really talk. Remind me to come back to artwork in a minute. Let's let's finish okay. off this, because I really wanted to talk about Nahiri's artwork, because holy crap, that was good. Um, plus one. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and gain trample until end of turn. This is stupid. Per- no, no, this is perfectly fine. This is a very no. green thing to do. I don't accept it's too cheap to give... Everything trample. Okay, well, hold on. It's not that cheap, though, because remember, uh, so you you play Arlen for four mana. Let's say you zero her right away and flip her over. You're done with her for the turn. You can't activate another ability, right? You have to wait until next turn, because she didn't leave the battlefield. She's the same thing, and you've already activated an ability. So you got to wait around until the next turn, and then you get this plus one. So it's not like you can just do it right away. This takes time. 
So I'm okay with it. I'm okay with its cost. The ability itself, cost aside, the ability itself is definitely a very green ability. Uh, it, it feels fine. Okay, her next ability. Minus one. Arlen, embraced by the moon, deals three damage to target creature or player. Transform Arlen, embraced by the moon. So you can switch her back to the other side. How do you feel mm-hmm. about that one? I don't know. It's... I mean, I, I'm just trying to think of the be- benefit of going back besides getting a wolf. Because you get a wolf every time you do. I mean, okay, so let's let's picture this. Okay, let's let's go into Magical Christmas Land, where uh, your opponent has no way to attack your Arlen Court. So you player, you get a wolf, flip her over. You then shoot your opponent in the face, or take out the one thing that they had and flip her back. And next turn, you flip her over again and get another wolf. Just keep doing it. Wash, rinse, repeat. Three damage, wolf. Every other turn, three damage. Every other turn, wolf. Yeah. That's a, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I can see the benefit. Okay. So, I mean, it's, it's interesting, right? It's not, maybe it's not the, maybe it's not perfect, but it's pretty cool. Uh, okay. Then we have the minus six. On the backside, there is an ultimate ability. You get an emblem with creatures you control have haste and tap. This creature deals damage equal to its power to target creature or player. Nope, shouldn't be allowed to do that. <laughs> okay, is this better or worse than the emblem? Or is this more or less okay than the emblem that Jace just gave us? More, because you can board wipe them. Sure, because they'd have to have a you creature could, to be able to do They have to have the creature to make the ability useful. Jace just makes you look at his middle finger. Yeah, I gotta admit, overall, I'm mostly uncomfortable with emblems. The longer I live with them, the less comfortable I am with them. At first, I was fine because they were rare. Right. But now they're becoming all over the place. And I don't think, I don't see them making them targetable anytime soon, because that defeats the purpose of them. Mm hmm. But some of them just need to, they need to slow down with them. Like this is soup me with green and red, the ramp and the big creatures and all of that. That's just, it's really, really, I mean, I understand the ultimates are supposed to be really powerful, but I mean, this costs minus six and it's way more powerful than Soren's. Yeah, but man, it's going to take you forever to get up there. Although I don't, I don't know, uh, flipper and then just make your creatures attack your opponent. I don't know how often you're actually getting to six, to be honest with you. I don't know. I mean, honestly, if you just player and just keep making one of your things big and vigilant, that that's yeah. going to keep her protected for a while. As long as you can keep spitting out creatures, then eventually she'll get to where she can, okay, put out a wolf, you know, sacrifice her turn, put out a wolf to mm-hmm. protect her again. And then the next turn, they better have something. It's like they, you have to kill her now or you are probably going to lose. Yeah, you're you're properly screwed. Uh I, if they could just target creatures, that's fine. If they pinged, like they dealt one damage, that's fine. But the fact that they can use their power, that's too powerful. Yeah, I I think this card's really good. I do too. I'm not saying it's not a good card. I just think that ability to me that's too powerful. I don't think it's it should be allowed to do that. And I don't like I said, I don't think Jay should be allowed to do what he does. Oh, agreed. Absolutely. I mean honestly, I think his instead of an emblem it should say you get an enchantment token that says this. Yeah. Because then it's this reasonable. Because then you can get rid of the enchantment. Right. And it'll take you two spells to do it, but you could do it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. this, this, there's nothing that's going to deal with this besides board wiping. And t- I mean, because even if they start doing it, you could ki- even if you kill them in response, you still that still goes on the stack. Still does. Still taking that damage. So. Uh, but you're right about the artwork. The artwork on this card is phenomenal. Absolutely great. Both sides look spectacular. Uh, fantastic, fantastic job. Uh, is is this a, a Winona Nelson? 
Is that who did this one? I didn't look at the art. Yeah, I think it's Winona Nelson who did this one, and it's it's great. But hey, I'm going to paste something into the chat here, because I want to back up for a second, because we did not actually talk about the artwork on Nahiri. Mm-hmm. And holy crap, is Nahiri's artwork awesome. The artist actually, po- I don't know if it was the artist or Wizards, but somebody posted the full art piece on Twitter. And so that's what I've just sent you, is a link yeah. to the full piece of artwork. Holy crap, that is badass. It is. She is, she looks mad. She does, and she has just torn the crap out of Markov Manor, because that's what's behind her. To be fair, is that really going to piss Soren off if his family doesn't even want him there? Uh, well, I mean, Soren did what he did to protect his family in the long term, even though they hate him for it. So, So I what know. you're saying, he's really a hero. I'm saying that's why he's white, yeah. And Nahiri is saying we don't need another hero. <laughs> There you go. I think all the art besides of Soren's is really, 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 is really great. I th- I, this is some of my favorite Jace art, honestly. Yeah, I like the new trench coat. Um, I think he should lose the, the the blue hoodie that he's always wearing and just rock the trench coat. I think that. Would be- uh, I actually like trench coat trench coat with hoods. So I'm okay with that. Okay, that's that's fine. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Nahiri love the artwork. Uh, Jace uh, hate the card. Uh, Arlen love the artwork. Um, yeah. So there you go. Those are the four planeswalkers that we've seen. Uh, I think they're all very strong. I think that they're all going to find homes in standard. I don't think this is a case where they've printed a planeswalker that's like, oh, that planeswalker is kind of cool, but eh, nobody's ever going to play that. Yeah. Um, should we hit the legends? Uh, maybe not all of them, but there are a couple that I think we should probably. Can we at least about. hit the the flying vampire in the room? Yeah, I think we should probably do that. Because they did another Olivia. Thank God. They did. Because the first one was terrible. What? I loved the original Olivia. I know. I'm just kidding. The okay. first, one was, first one was amazing, Clues. It's one yeah. of my favorite commander decks. Because that, card's, that card's mean and stupid. She shouldn't be allowed to ping and steal like she does. There's that's a not... lot of things that she shouldn't be allowed. Well, because she also gets bigger when she pings. Yeah, that's broken, too. Yeah, pretty much. This is, instead of Olivia Voldaren, we have Olivia, mobilized for war. She costs one black red. Awesome. Good cost. She's a vampire knight. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Mythic, 3-3. Awesome. So she's a 3-3 for 3. Excellent. Flying. So when you look at kind of basic stat-wise, she lost a mana, didn't lose anything. Yep, so far so good. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may discard a card. If you do, put a plus one, plus one counter on that creature. It gains haste until end of turn and becomes a vampire in addition to its other types. (laughs) So mean. Seems decent. It's so mean. It's not even... (laughs) I mean, it's not, it's, you know, it's not the stealing that she used to do, but she is totally, anytime you bring out a dude, you know what, uh, what if we just made that dude bigger in a vampire? How about that? You want to play Vampire Tribal, but you don't want to play with all vampires? Play with Olivia. You'll win. Ta-da! And they gain haste. They're going to punch you right away. And they're bigger. And they're yeah. bigger. And they stay bigger forever because it's a plus one, plus one counter. It's not just a boost till end of turn. I mean, she's not as dominant as she was as an individual, but the, what she it's like she became a soldier into a general. Yes. She's so... It's a, it's, I mean, I understand you. it's costing you a card, but we're in Innistrad. Let's be honest. Graveyard's fun. Uh, yeah, and in fact, with uh, some of the mechanics that they've got in this one, yeah. So I I like this card a lot. I mean, she's one less mana without losing like any of her um, basic stat b- battle stats, and her ability is so good. Oh yeah, 
so abusable. If you can just get some, you know, relatively inexpensive creatures mm-hmm. and just start dumping stuff in the yard, you're going to have an army your opponents are not going to be able to deal with well. Uh, hey, uh, what if we couple her with uh, Soren and use his, his alt? That sounds pretty good. Because now all of our little vampires are 2-2 lifelinkers and have haste. That's a lot of cards you have to discard. Take that. Uh, yeah, but... Eh. You won't be- you would probably you'd be able to do it for a few of them, seven max. Yeah, well, unless you've got. Uh, but you'd still have to have like a billion cards. 40, in hand. Yeah, yeah, forty cards. Yeah, still, it can be fun. Yeah, I mean, it is limited because you do have to have a resource. Right. So, which is something red and black aren't notoriously known for having a lot in your as a full hand. Certainly not. So, but I think early game is be really. And uh, it is giving you a discard outlet, which is probably going to synergize well with some things you're going to try. Sounds good to me. Like maybe so. Delirium, but yeah, that's that's a topic for another so day. I, I really like this Olivia a lot. I think she's good. I like the artwork. She looks like she's ready for battle. If you had to pick one Olivia, which one would it be? Voldaren. Yeah, agreed. Voldaren is too powerful. Yeah, it's not that this one is bad. It's just that Voldaren, holy crap. She, she pings, she steals, she gets bigger. She, uh, you give her death touch. She's just a machine, like just a machine gun. She, the, the old Olivia Voldera just has no downside to her. She's all good, just all upside. Right. That yeah, there's nothing that to me. There's nothing that makes her a bad card, and that I she's better than this one by far. It's this one's still good, but it's not, not Olivia Voldera. So I've got a legendary creature who flies that I'd like to talk about. Is it the title of a set? Uh, pretty much. I would okay. like to talk about Archangel Avison. Love the name. I do too. And uh, Archangel Avison. Oh, everything's fine. Avison's here. Yay! We're gonna be saved. So for three white, white, five mana, you get a four-four flying angel with vigilance who has flash. Say what? So, uh, hello, uh, white, white, blue deck. Here you go. You, you might want this, because you were saving your mana anyway. Eh, just flash her in. Mm-hmm. When Archangel Avison enters the battlefield, creatures you control gain indestructible until end of turn. So, <laughs> so she's also a combat trick. A great combat trick. No Restoration Angel, to be fair, but still pretty but good. But still, yeah, pretty darn good, quite frankly. Uh, then we have the following. When a non-angel creature you control dies transform Archangel Avison at the beginning of the next upkeep. See what? So she flips over, and what does she become? Hey, uh, you remember how everything was great because Avison was here? Uh, now everything's on fire because Avison's here. Things have changed. Yeah, she is Avison the Purifier. And speaking of people who look pissed, oh man, she looks pissed. Super pissed. Uh, and she's red. She is now red. Pure red, too. Pure red. So she's she, kind of like the antithesis. Like, she's kind of like a chrome at this point. Uh, yeah, she's very a chromesque. Yeah, pure white. You know, meant you know for saving, and then turns pure red to be a huge B. Yeah. So the backside, Avison the purifier. She has flying, and she's a six five six oh, five. She's gonna hit so hard. When this creature transforms into Avison the purifier, it deals three damage to each other creature and each opponent. So I have good news. Uh, we're gonna damage your opponent and all of their creatures. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you some bad news too. Uh, her aim's not great, so we just hit all of our creatures as well. But you know what? Yeah, it's probably worth it. Not the end of the world. Yeah, well, not yet. Put Death Touch on her though. Yeah. 
Your opponent's not going to like that. Not even in the slightest. So I like this card a lot. It's very flavorful. It fits so well with what's going on in the set. It's like Avison shows up to save everybody. Hooray, hooray, hooray. Oh, God, we're all on fire. Even her spear changed. Yes, it did. And uh, her wings got covered in blood and her clothing became tattered. And, uh, well, she's just got dead eyes, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, I, I like the I like the, the I love the art of the purifier. Archangel Avison looks just fairly generic. Yeah, she's kind of generic angel on the front side, but on the back side, totally cool. And if you haven't seen the pictures, uh, the the cosplay that uh, Christine Sprankle did of Avison the purifier is spectacular. Very unsettling, quite frankly, because you know you're used to Avison being this uh, this wonderful savior, and now mm, not so much. Not so much at all. So yeah, I like her a lot. Uh, she's five mana for a four-four flash flying vigilance. Yeah, that's gonna get played. Yeah, that's what. Uh, and and the 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 flip side is actually pretty good. So yeah, yeah, seems it's good. Not like it's a hard thing to. Not like it's a hard thing to do either. Yeah, yeah, you can. T- so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what what decks she slots into over time. I think you nailed it with white blue control decks. Oh yeah. Oh God, yes. And so, when you're trying to buy your time to play your uh, your Jace and uh, and tick him up for stuff, yeah, yep, yep. Hey, there's there's a piece of artwork that I need to go track down because I I realized there's something else that I need to show you. Okay. Um, so uh, if there's if there's another card that you want to talk about, go right ahead. But there's one last card that I want to talk about, but it may be the same card that you want to talk about. All right, we'll see. I will hit um, Audric. We got him back because remember his home plane was Indistrad. Right. So we have Audric, the Lunark Marshal. Way better name than the other one. Love his art, too. He's three in a blue. or th- Sorry, three in a white. Just like his old one. For a 3-3 three, three legendary human soldier, rare. At the beginning of each combat, creatures you control gain first strike until end of turn. If a creature you control has first strike, the same is true for flying, death touch, double strike, haste, hexproof, indestructible, lifelink, menace, reach, skulk, trample, and vigilance. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of words. Uh, it it is, it is. But I mean, you know what it what it boils down to is, uh, yeah, this is probably good for you, like really good for you. I mean, as I say, what does it matter if um it has flying because it has skulk, but because of its beginning of each combat, it's I know remember I just remember, I remember all the rules to skulk. This is so um, yeah. Yeah, it it feels almost a little bit uh, sliver, right? If if any of these dudes, in one card, yeah, if, in one card, if if any of these dudes have this stuff, we've all got this stuff. Who's got free? Yeah, it's, it's like okay, okay, guys, let's make sure that we don't all bring the same thing to the potluck. Okay, you bring flying, you bring death touch, you bring double strike, and now we all get it. It it seems pretty good. I I like him. Yeah. Any anything else you want to say about Audric? Um, I think you're a little confused. Wait, I think I might have misread this. Okay, so at the beginning of each combat, creatures you control gain first strike until end of turn if a creature you control has first strike. So in other words, if oh, any was, of your dudes have I mis- first strike, I misread it. Everybody gets first strike. Yep, now I get it. But yeah, so, yeah. I I call him Captain Synergy. Yeah, it's pretty much all slivers on one person. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's. At first, I thought they got all of them if they had first strike already. No, 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 no. It's if 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 any of them have the thing, everybody else gets that thing. It's the ultimate inequality. 
Yay. Everybody's got it. Uh, so there's just one card left that I really want to talk about. Okay. And uh, that card, you're going to have to go look in the uh, the gold card section. It's What's actually the... a spell. Not the card I was thinking. It's actually an instant. Oh, that card. Yeah. God, yeah. that art's amazing. Oh, have you seen the promo art for it? No. Oh, I'm about to. Yes. Oh, God, it's even better. I was going to say, you're about to. Uh, so here, I'm going to paste this thing in the chat, and I need you to scroll all the way to the bottom just because there's a bigger version of this artwork in it. Uh, but the promo artwork is pretty awesome, too. So we are talking about Anguished Unmaking. And so it costs one, a white, and a black. It is an instant. It is a rare. Exile target non-land permanent. You lose three life. This is a really good card. Really? Like, really good card. It's it's not quite Vindicate. It might even be better than Vindicate because it just exiles. It's situationally better than Vindicate, I'll say that, because it just exiles things. But so it, it doesn't paying, destroy land. It's one less mana than Utter End, so you pay three life for one mana, pretty much. Yeah. And if you look at the artwork, what's going on here... Uh, you can see, uh, Avison the Purifier in the background, and, uh, Soren is literally unmaking her. And it, it pains him to do so. That is why it is anguished unmaking. Uh, so it is, this art is just, uh, it, 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 it hurts me to see this art because I, I like Avison so much. Uh, and the, the promo art that we're talking about, the promo art, which is, I think, the, the game day promo, yeah, it's the top eight for the game day, is a full frame version of this artwork from a different angle. So now you're looking, uh, over Avison at Soren doing his thing. But if you scroll all the way down to that bottom of that page that I sent you there, Rich, it's a larger version of the first set of artwork as the game day champion playmat. Yeah. And who's that in the corner rushing into the room? That's Jace and Tomio. Oh, snap. Yeah, so, uh, you know, the whole Scooby gang is here. Jace looks kind of hurt. Uh, he does look a bit hurt. Yay! Yes, hooray! Oh, her spears, you can see her spear on the ground broke. Yep. You know why? Because Soren's badass and he don't care about nobody. Because Soren's not going to put up with any of your crap. That's what it comes down to. You want to destroy all humans? That's what I built, that's what I created you to prevent. Yeah. That thing you're doing, that's exactly what you're not supposed to be doing, so... I don't need you. You're not You're not my maker. Whoops. Well, you're <laughs> wrong there. <laughs> actually, actually, I was. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think this is a great card. You know, if if you were to just look at this set, and I, I don't normally talk about, uh, uh, you know, kind of speculation of cards that you definitely want to get your hands on as fast as possible before these prices go up. Uh, anguished on making... Yeah, you need a play set of those. Yep. That, that's a card you need a play set of. Yeah. Um, I think several of these planeswalkers, you probably want play sets of those too. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's easy to say, Hey, yeah, just buy the planeswalkers, but yeah, I anguished on making, I think that is a card that you are going to see. I think that's going to see a lot of play across a lot of formats. Yes, I agree. So there you go. Card I thought was cool. Yeah. It's a blue mythic. It's called startled awake. Oh, that card is just weird. It's awesome. That is so strange. It's a sorcery that costs two blue-blue, and target opponent puts the top 13 cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. 13 because of Anistrad. Yep. But then, pay three blue-blue, put Startled Awake from your graveyard onto the battlefield, transformed. Activate this ability only any time you would cast a sorcery. Wait, didn't you say that was a sorcery? I did. It, it is. It's a sorcery that flips. That's right. 
And uh, before we talk about the other side, I just want to clarify what the rules text is, well, the reminder text is telling you here. When they say anytime you could cast a sorcery, they mean anytime you could normally cast a sorcery. I don't, yeah. I don't care if you have some crazy effect that lets you do everything at instant speed. That doesn't help. So it's basically sorcery speed. Okay, so what's the backside of this thing? Persistent Nightmare. It is a 1-1 with Skulk. If you don't know what Skulk does, this creature can't be blocked by creatures with greater power. So if you don't have a 1-1, you're not blocking this guy. Right. But when Persistent Nightmare deals combat damage to a player, return it to its owner's hand. And then they cast it again. So it's like it's not like it's a great card. No, but it's a really interesting card. I think it's a funny card, and I think it's a card that's... Could be could be really fun to make around. Like you just, it's real. You're a real stally game, and you're just gonna like just nickel and dime your opponent until they're like going just just get to the point of scooping. Now you know you want to know where this card's gonna be crazy good. Limited. Yes, limited. That card will be. Uh, I mean, it's. I think that's one of the reasons it's mythic is because of limited. Yeah, it's gonna be bonkers. Just bonkers. I like that um, they fixed um, Scab Ruinator. Yeah, it's a thousand times better. With Jeralf's Masterpiece. Have you seen that card? I don't know that I've seen Jeralf's Masterpiece. Oh, Jeralf's Masterpiece is three blue-blue for a 7-7 seven, seven flyer. He is also mythic. But Jeralf's Messenger gets minus one, minus one for each card in your hand. You mean Jeralf's Masterpiece. Messenger is a different yeah, card. Sorry. Yeah. Jeralf's Masterpiece. Um, then you can pay a three and a blue to discard three cards, return Jeralf's Masterpiece from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. Oh, God. I don't like this card at all. This... Again, it's not like it's a great standard card, but it... No, but it's it's a fun card. It is. It certainly is. Man. Uh, now, hers... This card... Uh, uh, sorry, I'm taking up all these cards. Oh, but this no, card, that's fine. This card goes with Olivia. It's Mind Rack Demon. Mind Rack Demon is a mythic demon. Four, five, flying and trample. Black, two, black, black. When Mind Rack Demon enters the battlefield, put the top four cards of your library into your graveyard. Delirium. At the beginning of your upkeep, you lose four life unless there are four more card types among the cards in your graveyard. So with with Olivia and and his own ability of um, when he enters the battlefield, you mill four, getting four different card types in your graveyard. Yeah, it shouldn't be hard. You have a four or five flyer with trample. You know, with all this graveyard four. shenanigans going on, do you know what we need? Flashback. Rest in peace. Mm, I disagree. I think we need flashback. Maybe, maybe next did, set. Did they give us rest in peace? Uh, no. No, they did not. Or at least, not yet. Uh, I don't know, because Rest in Peace didn't even come in this set. No, it didn't. It was uh, Theros Block, right? Yes? Yeah, I, I think it was Theros Block. Uh, or, no, wait, was it was it the Return to Ravnica Block? I think it was Return to Ravnica, because I think it happened the set after Innistrad. Eh, man, now I'm not remembering. Uh, it is Return to Ravnica. Yeah, sorry. My bad, the artwork just looks very uh, Theros-y. Yeah, that artwork really looks Theros-y, too, but yeah, okay. All right, well, my friend, uh, we've rambled about cards for about an hour here. I suppose maybe we ought to wrap this up. Uh, there's there's more previews in store. We haven't seen any of these cards in action, so I'm sure we'll have to uh, revisit some of these uh, down the road. Uh, but I like how they reprinted Dead Weight. Well, it was a really good card. Fulfilled a very good role. In it's a great the, card. That's why I really like that they reprinted it. It's a great card. It's great. amazing, amazing limited card. Yeah. Definitely. Most definitely. Uh, so, so far, at least, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say, I don't want to get too hyperbolic uh, about things, but so far, Shadows over Innistrad is looking really good. I'm not going to say better than the original Innistrad. I don't know yet, 
But it's hard to say. We need. It might be. It's no. certainly it's certainly doing justice to Innistrad. This doesn't have Geist of St. Trast. We can't say it's better. Well, yeah, but Geist of St. Traft was a mistake and should and the, never have happened because Hexproof is a horrible idea. And there's no, um, what's his name? Delver. Uh, well, there is the new Delver. Did you see the new Delver? Yeah, I saw the, it's... It's not a, really Delver. It's a nod to Delver. Yeah, it's certainly a, a sequel to Delver. It's a thousand times worse version. I don't know about a thousand. A hundred? You know, a thousand. It is a. I will read this, and you will. T- can and you can tell me it's not a thousand times worse? Look, it sh- it should be burned. It costs three and a blue. Sure. Already a thousand times worse. Granted, he has flying now, and he's a three-two. Yeah. At the beginning of your, you put the top card of your library into your graveyard. If it's an instant sorcery card, transform. Um, was it Aber- Ab- 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 aberrant Ab- researcher? Aberrant researcher. So you don't even get to keep the card. You have to dump it in the yard. Regardless whether it's a sorcery or an instant, it just gets dumped. And then you get the perfected form. It's a 5-4 flyer. It is not the same as dropping a 1-mana one 1-1, one, being able to hit you for 3 the next turn. It's yeah. not the same. Yeah, flying for 5 on turn 5 is not bad, but it's too situational. I don't, to me, it's a thousand times worse. I also, I guess I didn't realize that it had a flying in its... Well, it's, it's, uh, its front side is a human insect. It's actually both. Oh, already. And the backside is an insect horror. Interesting. So it's it's quite the thing. Okay, look, one one more, one more, and then we really should wrap this up. Because uh, there's one that I do want to talk about that I'm just like, OMG, thank you so much, Watsy. OMG. That is Harness the Storm. It's a red card. I don't know if you've looked oh, at this yeah, one. Oh, yeah, I did look at that one. We, I was thinking about Olivia with it as a discard engine. Finally, we get a red enchantment that's not stupid. We often get stupid red enchantments. It's kind of stupid. Uh, Nobody's stupid in a good way. Harness the Storm, two and a red for an enchantment. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell from your hand, you may cast target card with the same name as that spell from your graveyard. Now, you still have to pay for the one in your graveyard, but you know what? Uh, I used to only run four lightning bolts in a deck, but now lightning bolt two is actually two lightning bolts in one. Sure, I have to pay for the other one, but I don't care. That's fine. I'm trying to think of what the what we've got right now that's worth it. I mean, there's Lightning Axe, but that's a huge, he- that's a heavy cost to your life. Uh, it's a crazy cost, yeah. But, I mean, it, like in, um, um, well, I was going to say Commander, but that's actually a terrible Commander. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, but there might be um, some Storm, maybe some deck in Modern that likes this a lot, but Storm might just be better. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I like it. Uh, it's... I can see it being a not bad, like, on that red, white, blue um, control deck that's in Modern. This might be a pretty decent add to that. Sure. Because it doesn't have to be instant. Nope, sorcery. So, like, all your draw, like, those ponder those ponder draw spells that control decks use, mm-hmm. you can start doing those twice, because they're already super cheap. Right. So, yeah, that's uh, that's what Shadows Over Innistrad is looking like right now, and so, I so like the way it looks. So, here's a, here's a question, Clues. Yeah. Can you do you get to cast it for each copy? Like, let's say you've already got two lightning bolts. You play lightning bolt. Can you cast the other two lightning bolts? Uh, okay, so you're saying that there are two in my graveyard. Two in your graveyard, and you cast a third from your hand. And I cast a third from my hand. I can only cast one of the others. Like, okay. Hmm. Yeah, because it's whenever you cast one from your hand, you may cast target one in the graveyard uh, with the same name. So for each one that comes out of my hand, I can pick one in the graveyard and cast it. I'm not as big a fan of that. Yeah, well, it would be totally, utterly broken otherwise. Because well, you're still you're still limited to the number of cards that are in your hand. I mean, that are in your deck. 
Yeah, but I mean, let's let's imagine that we do this with lightning bolt and or lightning bolt like effects. <clears throat> then as soon as you get two in the yard, you cast the third one and now you cast the other two as well. Your opponent's dead by this point. Yeah, isn't that what you want? Well, yeah, absolutely. I'm just saying that would be slightly too good. But I mean, it's still like you still have to pay three mana to deal. Anyway, three mana to deal nine damage is a lot. The uh, the only time you get effects that good is if you're playing blue. So that's true. Yeah. But blue doesn't deal direct damage. But not yet. Give it a set or two, and <laughs> Watsy will decide. Hey, you know what? Those blue players still have a couple of friends that don't hate them. So I don't know. Let's give them direct damage. How about that? That'll be fine. Sounds reasonable and fair. Yeah, that's totally what they'll try and convince us of. Uh, so there you go. We've got uh, more more cards coming, more interesting things in the set uh, coming down the way. Uh, we'll we'll get back to you on on uh, how it how it shapes up. But right now, I'm very hopeful. I think this is looking absolutely awesome. Uh, I'm hyped for it. I'm excited for it. I think they're doing a great job with the hype train this time around. They did give us some of the the major bombs of the set really early in previews, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I think they're doing it because they're tired of stuff leaking. And uh, let's face facts, it's kind of like a sieve over there. So it's nice of them to do that. If there's anything that you guys want to share with us out there in listener land, there are ways to get a hold of us. Some of those ways are going to be changing in the not-too-distant future, but at least for now, we're still found at all of our old locations. You can find our website at uh, cardadvantagecast.com. You can email us. It is mtgcardadvantage at gmail.com. You can find us on the Twitters. We are at cardadvantage. Uh, but the other ways, like I said, will be coming soon. If you want to hit me up directly, your best bet is always Twitter. I am at Lockluze, spelled just like it is in the show notes. I'm still at MindMage because the change I wanted to do, Twitter didn't work. Oh. I know. No winky faces. Well, that. I couldn't do winky faces. That it wouldn't let me. Mm. Someone already had it. Stupid person. Uh, yeah, somebody's got clues. So I feel your pain. Spelled your way. Spelled my way. They, they actually have it. It's it's a it's an account in Japan that has like five followers. No, has only had like five tweets and has like two followers, and they haven't touched it in years. So I need to get a hold of them and see if maybe they'll give that up. I don't know. All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us, and we will see you all next time. All right, great. No, uh, no sign out. No, no stinger. No, I couldn't think of anything. Yeah, I feel that way too. Too hyped about the the shadows. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? Uh, shadows over Innistrad knows that it's Avison. <laughs>